What's up guys, this is Zach with Zach Attacks and today I am sick and there's been a topic that I've wanted to talk about for a long time. It's something that I actually wrote up back in February of 2021 and since I'm sick and since the U's just released the deluxe edition of their last album, Heartwork, I figured it's the perfect time to finally talk about this. And the question is, why are the used not one of the biggest emo bands of all time? Biggest pop punk bands, whatever you want to call them. How come they're not one of the biggest of these alternative bands? Because in my opinion, their whole music catalog up until 2021 is one of the absolute strongest. They have some of the catchiest choruses. I mean, there was even a point in time where the lead singer Burt McCracken referred to their music as like dirty pop. And I think that that's something that, especially in 2021, is some would really thrive with even a younger audience, let alone the fans that they've already created throughout the years. So in early 2020, there was a rumor that The Used would be touring with My Chemical Romance. And My Chemical Romance would obviously be one of the emo bands that reached this S-tier level, that reached kind of a, a point where the mainstream audience knows their music. And I mean, honestly, I really think that's that's interesting. Like, my Chemical Romance is obviously a great band, but they've only put out four albums. And if you look at the entire discography, some of the albums are definitely stronger than the others. I mean, and if I think if you looked at this last used album as an LP itself, it would be their 11th project. Obviously, their first two albums are looked at as iconic, but their entire discography has tons of great songs i mean and it's really unfortunate because now when you see them at shows i mean i've seen this band seven eight times probably the band i've seen the most live but when you go see them at the shows they play the stuff that the fans the new fans are gonna know they stick to their classic songs they don't really play any of their new music i mean and that's something that with some bands you're not looking for but with the used i've always been excited to still hear their new songs because they're still hitting like the old stuff, although it doesn't seem like the audience has been as receptive of those new songs as they were of the old songs. Well, anyway, so to mention some of the other names in this like legendary emo tier, um, I would say that Fallout Boy definitely falls into this category. And in terms of monthly listens on Spotify, Fallout Boy has 18 million right now. 18 million 400,000. 400, so huge number. If you look at what Panic at the Disco has, them being another one of those bands that reached that level of fame, they also have 18 million, 18 million, 700,000. And Paramore would be another example. And Paramore pulls in at this point in time, 13, almost 14. And My Chemical Romance is pulling in almost 10 million. So all of these other bands are definitely pulling more listens still than the used at 3 million. But 3 million is still pretty huge, especially when you look at, say, the metalcore kind of realm where Bring Me the Horizon's one of the biggest, and they pull nine. Um, when you look at some of the bands that kind of were around with the used, like Coheed and Cambria, Taking Back Sunday, Senses Fail, Under Oath, Killswitch Engage, they're doing so much, their numbers are so much bigger than these other bands are. Looking at the reasons why the youth should have made it to those top tier level emo bands, pop punk bands, there's a lot of different points that I want to get into that I think really show that, you know, we kind of missed out here. So the first part of it obviously has to do with the relationship between Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance and Burt McCracken. So with all the rumors going around that the used would have toured with 
My Chemical Romance in 2020, if that tour ended up happening, all kind of surrounded the fact that the U's just started saying that they were on the tour. Almost like they believed that they belonged to be on the tour, just making jokes. And it seemed like they may have even convinced My Chemical Romance that they should be on the tour. I mean, I heard some rumors at one point that it was going to be Thursday. I'd seen somewhere there were all of these different awesome bands that were going to be on some of the shows. But we still haven't found out at this point in 2021, at the end of 2021. But originally, The Used had toured with My Chemical Romance back in 2005. So I think 2005 was the only time that these two bands did tour together, and that was on the Taste of Chaos tour. And I was just looking at that poster a moment ago, which is why I mentioned a bunch of those other bands, but this tour was stacked. So it was The Used headlining with Senses Fail, and then you had My Chemical Romance under them, and then you also had Killswitch Engage and Under Oath. So it was a stacked tour. And during this tour, it might have even been a little bit before this tour, Gerard Way and Burt McCracken seem to have gained this relationship. And I think that the relationship would have been really interesting because, I mean, the gay rock star, like obviously that was a big deal with like Freddie Mercury, Elton John, we have a bunch of names. But in the early 2000s, like people kind of missed something when you could have looked at Burt McCracken and Gerard Way because, I mean, it was such a unique and, and really interesting to watch relationship the type of stuff that I feel like uh, Machine Gun Kelly, your Youngblood fan, would absolutely love being able to check out and watch today. So there's a video that's, uh, I believe, with, uh, it's either MTV2 or VH1 that came out that was an interview with Burt McCracken and Gerard Way talking while they were on this tour. And they're talking about kissing each other. They have all kinds of funny jokes that they're going back and forth with. And, I mean, it really seems clear that these two definitely had a relationship. Whether or not it was something that was out into the spotlight or it was just something that was casual, something that was going on during the tour, I think people would have loved this. And I think that it's honestly the type of thing that people are looking for in music today in terms of the personal life of the type of musicians that they're listening to. So their relationship was really unique. But, I mean, ultimately, the relationship came to an end for a while, and I'll get more into that. So essentially what it seemed like happened was on this tour... My Chemical Romance started getting bigger than the used while the tour was going on. And this was around the time that Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge came out. And it was just like, all right, the used are headlining, the used are headlining, and then all of a sudden, boom. All the fans are starting to just be super stoked to see My Chemical Romance over the level that they were to see the used even. And so that kind of relationship with Bert and Gerard, both kind of having that rock star personality around this time, kind of hindered their relationship. Also, there are some rumors that um, the drug problem that Bert had and Gerard kind of got involved, apparently when, when Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge came out, you know, the record labels and everything, they knew that Gerard was going to become a bigger star and they wanted him to get off of drugs, they wanted him to be clean and... You know, that kind of ended the relationship between the used and My Chemical Romance, more specifically between Bert and Gerard. But, you know, Bert kind of took it as, all right, Gerard, you feel like you're better than me, this, this, and that. And I think that that's ultimately what led to this incident that happened at Warp Tour where Bert actually got on the microphone. He got on like a megaphone and he stood up in the crowd and he started saying stuff like, you know, fuck My Chemical Romance and stuff like that. And, you know, that was kind of one of those moments where it's clear that the relationship that they once had, even if that was like, it was probably like a year in the past, had 100% 
flip the switch. It's definitely clear that Bert also wasn't at fault for everything. Because one of the other things that had happened is um, the cover of Under Pressure that the use did with My Chemical Romance um, was supposed to only be a charity song. The donations were supposed to go out and the song wasn't supposed to be on any album, anything like that. And the use decided to put the track as a bonus song on their In Love and Death album. So I think that that happens without anyone from My Chemical Romance knowing and that was something that definitely brought up that beef a little bit as well. So, you know, a lot of drama going on in the early 2000s here. Um, there was also the fact that, you know, just to boost up the rock star persona of Burt, there was a point where he was dating Kelly Osbourne and, you know, he got a little bit of screen time on the Osbourne show. This happened around the 2004-2005.2, also when In Love and Death came out. You know, this ends up being, if not their most iconic album, there's, yeah, I'd say In Love and Death is the, definitely their most iconic album with the artwork and everything. So, you know, he's got this relationship with, with Gerard going on, and he's also on the Osbournes. I believe that was for season two. You know, he seemed like a spotlight-driven brat, I heard from... Um, you know, just somebody giving a review of Bert's time on the Osborne show. So definitely coming off as a drama queen, definitely coming off as a little bit of a uh, selfish type of person. But, you know, Bert was on drugs at this point in time. And honestly, you know, it's that rock star drama. It's that rock star lifestyle. Like, I'm surprised that more people aren't still talking about, you know, the, the catchy songs that he's made, the personal songs that have come out through the used, a lot of versatility that they've brought to their music throughout the years as well. But apparently now, you know, Bert's gotten clean. He actually lives in Australia now. He was seen in a picture from 2016 with Frank Iero in an interview with Shane Told. He said that, you know, they were all good and that, you know, their relationship had been cleared up from all of the drama that had happened around that 2004-2005 period of time. But, you know, it's really unfortunate that today's kids missed out on the relationship between Gerard and Bert. I feel like they, they really would have shipped it, you know? I feel like it's something that they would have liked to talk about. I feel like uh, the lyrics would have been goals. Also, I mean, you know, just looking at why they aren't bigger now, the used sound is so relevant in today's music in 2021. I mean, if you look at the interview that MGK did back before the release of uh, Tickets to My Downfall when he was talking to Zane Lowe and he was saying that Burt McCracken was the one person that he wanted on this album, and, you know, that ended up happening with the track Body Bags with also Youngblood. Um, and it's interesting because I feel like that track has definitely brought up the used monthly plays on Spotify quite a bit and I hope people like that song I mean I know I like that song because I like the used so much but I, I hope that the younger audience really fucks with body bags the way that I do I mean you know that track's cool to me because Bert's on it but I'm hoping that everybody else kind of dug it in the same way I mean you know shout out MGK fucking awesome album and I'm interested to see what he does next and I feel like you know his success is something that would make the used make sense to be successful nowadays. Even before the deluxe edition of Heartwork came out, um, I feel like Heartwork itself, when it came out in 2020, had a lot of those aspects that your modern, say, popular pop album had. I mean, it had a lot of songs, it had a lot of features, it had a lot of great choruses. I feel like there were dirty pop songs on it. It talks about, you know, love and loss, it talks about suffering and salvation. 
I think that it would go along pretty well with, I mean, if not, let's be honest, the stuff that Fallout Boy and Panic at the Disco put out over the last, say, even 10 years at this point hasn't really been up to par. But I feel like the used has always kind of stayed on standard with what their music was. For me, some of the standout tracks on Heartwork were um, Clean Cut Heels, which was like a really dancey pop song. And I feel like a lot of people would really like if they were turned on to the used. I, I don't know why this wouldn't end up being like just a top song. Honestly, I mean, it really does fit with what a lot of the younger artists are doing now. I mean, and also there was uh, Lighthouse, which is awesome. If you watch the uh, original music video that they made for this song, I was actually in it. Um, you got to send in your submission if you were a worker during the pandemic. So that's pretty sick. They used one of my favorite bands. Definitely stoked that I ended up in the music video. Um, but the track with Lighthouse with Mark Hoppus um, was definitely great. Some of the other features that they had on the album was Travis Barker, who's obviously extremely relevant right now. Um, it had Caleb from uh, Beartooth, and it had uh, Jason from Fever333. So, I mean, they definitely had all of those relevant aspects to their 2020 album. People are clearly still wanting to work with The Used. Um, you know, like I had said before, their first two albums, The Used first two albums, they're self-titled, they came out in 2002, and then In Love and Death, which came out in 2004, are both looked at as just, you know, their legendary albums. You know, when you look at My Chemical Romance, for example, their catalog, their legendary albums would be Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge and then obviously The Black Parade. So, I mean, both both bands, I feel like, only have those two albums that really go above and beyond. Those are the ones where it's like above par for, you know, a general audience. But I feel like the used catalog beyond those albums is definitely more exceptional than the other works that you get from, you know, the EPs from My Chemical Romance or uh, Danger Days. I mean, you know, their first album is awesome, but is it their best? Absolutely not. I would say that the used put out one of their best albums with their first one. I mean, and even some of the um, some of the tracks that aren't as popular on the first two albums are just sensational tracks. For example, Bulimic, Noise and Kisses from, you know, the first album, and then Let It Bleed, Cut Up Angels, Sound Effects and Overdramatics, I'm a Fake. These aren't even, like, the biggest songs on their first two albums, and they're all just classics. They're, they honestly get less respect than they should. And... You know, their third album, uh, Lies for Liars, was actually the album that turned me on to them. Also, they say that Pretty Handsome Awkward, uh, which is on Lies for Liars, is about Gerard Way. So this album came out in 2005, so it would make sense with the timeline that the song could have been a little bit of a shade thrown his way. Um, and then after their third album came out, they used released the B-sides for the album, and once again, another great album. Like, the used are one of those bands where they could put out the B-sides just like they did for Heartwork, and the songs are just as catchy and awesome as the songs that made it on the album. You could tell that they're a little bit below. You could tell that, I, you could tell why those would be the songs that they selected to take off instead of the ones that they put on. But, I mean, still a great new 10 songs from the used, both when Shallow Believer came out with the outtakes of uh, Lies for Liars and then these new songs that got released for Heartwork. Now, similar to Heartwork, their fourth album, Artwork, didn't do as well as the first three used albums. 
I mean, it was a little bit darker, but it was also a pretty great album. I mean, there's a lot of, that's the first time I saw them on tour was when they were touring for artwork and I actually ended up getting to see them from the stage. Kind of a little bit of an interesting story, but I mean, Burt still seemed like a rock star. The rest of the band was killing it. Um, 2009, that would have been. And, you know, the U's were definitely still on par. This was during a point in time where My Chemical Romance would go on to release their last album. Um, but some of the weaker stuff that they have, I'd say Vulnerable, their album after artwork, wasn't their best work. I mean, and then Imaginary Enemy came after that, and I would say that that's probably the weakest of the used work as well as the ep they put out the ocean of the sky so vulnerable came out in 2012 imaginary enemy came out in 2014 so i would say that that was probably the biggest low period that the band had in their career and then honestly when you pick up with the canyon which is definitely their most personal album i mean this is also one of the great things about the used there's so much history and story and tragedy and recovery and all of these amazing emotions around the band and the music i think that as a hardcore fan i loved the canyon that came out in 2017 it might not have been their best album but i do think that this was definitely them coming back to where they were beforehand before um the 2012 kind of period of their music came on but even even still like those are all albums that came out well say my chemical romance wasn't even making music i mean you know fallout boy broke up for a period of time Panic at the Disco lost all their members. Uh, shit, Paramore lost all their members at this point. But the used, I mean, with, with the exception of Quinn, Brendan, and Justin leaving the band, I mean, you know, they still have original members, multiple original members. I mean, so obviously Bert's been in the, the band since the beginning. Jeff has been in the band since the beginning. Dan has been in the band since 2006, and Joey's the newest member. I mean, they've lost three members. Justin was in the band only starting in 2015. You know, obviously, Quinn was an essential member when he left in 2015. That was probably the biggest loss that the band has took in terms of member switches and stuff like that. I mean, and then, you know, they had Brendan in the band. He was their drummer from 2001 to 2006. And then they've had the same drummer, Dan, since then. So, I mean, the band has definitely stayed more consistent than a lot of the other ones in terms of, you know, obviously putting out music and just the members that you go see. I mean, Fall Out Boy obviously still has a lot of the same members. If you go see Green Day, you're going to see the same people that you have the whole time. Also, one of the interesting things when you look at the used versus these other bands, the used have, well, 139 songs in their catalog i believe paramore has 68 fallout boy has 87 panic at the disco has 73 and my chemical romance has 66 i mean don't quote me on those numbers but from what i could find those seem to be how many songs each of the bands have i'm not saying that having more songs makes you a better artist but i do think that the used probably have more bangers than all those other bands when you just take a second and look at it i mean the U's don't have a sugar we're going down swinging, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, also, Burt is truly a rock star to a level that a lot of these other, you know, singers aren't. So, you know, Burt definitely had that, you know, the relationship with Kelly, the relationship with Gerard. He's got the personality when you go see him on tour. Like, I remember the first time I met Burt, I was trying to get him to sign a CD for my high school girlfriend. He goes, dude, that's really nice. You should get laid. How old are you? Ah, yeah, you should get late for that. 
I mean, like, you know, just the whole personality that he had was, regardless of where he was, he was always himself. He was always ridiculous. You know, it was some too much for, I guess it's too much for some people, but I mean, I really loved the authenticity that he brought. I mean, I think that's that rock star shit. Ultimately, those are the reasons why I think the youth should be as big as these other bands. I think that they've put out enough songs in their catalog that are great songs. I think that Bert's got that rock star mentality. I think that if everybody knew more about the relationship that Bert and Gerard had, I think that would, you know, be one of those things that people would be really interested in. Also, Bert's still really interesting. And the fact that he's sober now and the fact that, you know, he's disconnected from America, which he had a lot of problems with, I think that Bert's probably the happiest he's ever been too, and he's still the character. And I just would love to see this band mean as much to other people as they have to me throughout you know the last decade plus and i think that they totally have that capability if more people knew about them this is zach attacks and this is why i think that the used should not only be looked at as one of the greatest emo bands of all time but also why they should be the most popular now and should have been one of the most popular in the past